Spin San Old School, helping you navigate back to college in 2021. You are very welcome to Spin San Old School with me, Louise Cantillon, a brand new educational series on Spin, proudly sponsored by Griffith College Limerick. Hit refresh at Griffith College Limerick, Griffith. We are back and how exciting is this? We are back, a brand new title and a whole new concept. This is what I'm coining, the older brother of Spin Air Skull. We are delighted to be back and we hope that you, like us, have enjoyed your summer and taken a well-earned break. Let's just face it, Leaving Cert 2021 was unbelievable and the students did an epic job of holding it all together we loved having you part of our journey here in spin southwest and we really look forward to helping you navigate this next transition the move from secondary school into third level perhaps you're going to decide against that and just take a gap year go working down the apprentice route plc's we chatted about it last year the options are endless at this point by the time this show is aired you will have your leaving cert results in your back pocket at last what a wait it has been to get them but they are officially out as of this morning friday september 3rd and i hope that wherever you are tuning us in you are very happy with yours now on this morning's show what we want to do is chat all about what happens next you have your leaving cert results next up cao offers where do we go from here do we accept do we decline can we reapply can we appeal our grades here to help us and to answer some of these very important questions is a career specialist a career guidance counselor and a lady who has been helping students along their way for many many years and at this point a friend of the pod Neve Dwyer from mycareerplan.ie thank you so much for joining us on the brand new Spins and Old School well, it's great to be back, Louise, and it's lovely to be on the first show. So really looking forward to chatting to you. Oh, listen, it's great to have you back, Niamh. And I can only imagine that your phone was hopping all morning. Students getting their Leaving Cert results. It's a really busy day and it's a really massive milestone of a day. It sure is. It's a really, really emotional day, Louise, for so many students and parents. You know, there's an awful lot of, you mentioned there that the run up to the exams this year and last year was so stressful for students. So much uncertainty, you know, a lot of extra work put in on all sides to make sure that things could happen with the exams. So it really has been a, a very difficult two years. So all I, I really feel that the day of the results, all of those emotions come out. So there's that relief that you've got there. You know, there's that nervous anxious feeling that you're feeling beforehand when you're opening up the, the results or looking at them on the portal um, and then there's that the highs and the lows you know there's you're looking at the results that you got maybe little disappointments there's upset so over the years I've seen it all really um, and I certainly will will say that it's time that the parents and students um, are very very the, the emotions are very heightened so I suppose like you there Louise I would be saying the biggest thing is that they need to mark this milestone you know your leaving cert doesn't define you but it is an important part of your life and has been you know for for the last uh two years so it's very important to just mark it and just celebrate this moment you know you've got there you're at the end but the results are out and then deal with the practicalities as they as they come up over the next couple of days yeah and that's exactly it it is those practicalities and I know you know you mentioned celebrating it and for many people it mightn't be a case or a cause for celebration and I suppose there was so much uncertainty around exams in the first place that maybe some people might be a little less hard on themselves but we know that for students who will open that exam portal and see results that they're really disappointed with it's a really hard blow to take because you feel at the time like it's the be all and end all. Absolutely and it's, there's a lot of media hype around it let's face it Louise you know all of this week even during the exams themselves you know there's a lot of uh, 
publicity around the Leaving Cert. And that's very hard for young people. These are people that are only 17 or 18 years of age to deal with all that outside stuff and try and stay focused themselves. So I suppose the one thing this year that's a little bit different is that the results that the students, um, you know, are, are getting are the best set of results, be that either their highest grade in the accredited grade or written paper if they opted for it in each subject. So that's what they're seeing on Friday, um, whereas they will get access to a more complete picture, really, of their data um, in, in the next couple of days. So I suppose it's talking about that now that's really important for the students. Yeah, and when you talk about that data, I mean pre-CAO offers, right? I might be looking at my Leaving Cert results and say, okay, cannot understand why I got such and such a mark in maths. I expected this. I want to appeal it. What is the process there and how can students go about that? So the very first thing is uh, on next Tuesday, so the 7th of September from five o'clock, students will have access to that data. So they'll be able to log on to their portal again. And what they will see this time is a more complete picture. So they're going to get, you know, um, I suppose they'll see all the accredited grades and marks they would have got, the breakdown of the various parts of the written exam. So it will give them a better sense of where their grades have come from and where the marks have come from. So that's the first stage of it. Um, the next stage of it then is uh, we would always encourage students, if they're looking at appealing something, to view their scripts first of all. So with the appeals process this year, Louise, I suppose it's different to other years in that you have two separate um, systems in place. First of all, for the accredited grades, there was a lot of confusion last year where students, you know, wanted to, to um, appeal their accredited grade. And you're not actually appealing the grade, you're only appealing the transfer of the data. So you're just checking that whatever data was transferred from the school to the state exams or into the portal was done correctly. So you're not actually questioning the grade that you got from, from the teacher or the final accredited grade. So that's one system. But because we had written exams this year, it is also possible to view your scripts for, for any of the scripts that you did. And Within that even, there are two different ways of doing that. So let's just say you sat um, the Irish paper, for example, then you will want to look at, you know, what the what, what was involved in the paper, what you got in each question before you decide whether or not you're going to appeal. So some papers were marked online by examiners and others were marked, you know, the normal way that we would, um, examiners would mark them. So if the uh, paper, the exam paper was, was marked online by examiners, then it will be possible to view that online from five o'clock on the 7th of September. Um, so you, sorry, you apply to, 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 um, to do it at that stage and the application to close, sorry, the application closes to view those scripts then at eight o'clock on Wednesday the 8th. So that's just to view your scripts, whether that's online or in the school. The viewing of the scripts then takes place over the weekend of Saturday the 11th and possibly Sunday the 12th if you're viewing the papers in the school. But if you're looking at them online, they will be available also from nine o'clock on Saturday, the 11th of September. So it's very important if students are disappointed that they look at their script first and see, you know, where they might have lost the marks and uh, where they could have gained marks. And if they really feel at that stage that it's worth sending it in for appeal, then they can apply to appeal 
from nine o'clock on Saturday the 11th and that closes on Monday the 13th at 12 o'clock. So it's very, very important that students don't miss those deadlines. The good news is, Louise, is that there's no fee for the appeals, which is brilliant for students this year because ordinarily there would be a fee to pay to get them appealed. The downside, I suppose, is that we don't have a, a date yet confirmed for the result of those appeals, simply because the department have no idea how many students are going to appeal their scripts. So that's going to take this. There's logistics to be worked out um, in that case. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's so fascinating. And I think I part of me has my tongue in cheek saying this, but I feel like a tin of worms will be opened in certain subjects. And I mean, this whole discrepancy between maybe grade inflation. I mean, are teachers going to mark their own students a little higher than you may have been marked if you sat the written exam and you were externally graded? And I think that's probably a debate maybe for a different show and a different time. But there, there will be discrepancies. I think there's no avoiding that but do you think in your professional opinion that students should appeal if they feel that there is grounds to do it absolutely you don't want to have regrets louise you know if you're always wondering god i wonder what i should i really have gotten a h3 in that subject when i got a h4 so once you have a look at the script first of all just to kind of get a gauge yourself to see how the marking was I mean, it's, it, it is important to, to give yourself the chance to look at that, at that grade and possibly be upgraded um, if, you know, if it's seen that there's a discrepancy in the mark. And I mean, you know, that, that happens in the normal circumstance when leave and search appeals happen. And we do have quite a number of students that are upgraded, uh, but not everybody. So I suppose the other thing about it is that the appeal date will probably be quite late. So people may actually have settled into college courses and that at that stage anyway. Um, but if it happens that you are upgraded on an appeal and if you then become eligible for a higher preference on your CEO form, or indeed um, an offer that you didn't have, um, then you, you must be offered that place. In a lot of cases, students at that stage maybe hold off and they take up the place the following college year, simply because there's a couple of weeks, possibly even five or six weeks in uh, of the college year done at that stage anyway. Um, so it is, but you have to be in, if you're entitled to the place, on the basis of an upgrade, then you would be offered that place by CEO um, later on. Okay, that's really interesting and really important to note, I think. And also, Eve, just one question on the the appeal process before we move on. How long ordinarily does it take for an upgraded grade to come back? Yeah, it varies. It used to be, you know, maybe the third week in October. It was slightly earlier, two years ago. So it can be up to mid-October, Um so it's very hard to know, Louise, because, again, they just don't know how many appeals they're going to have to deal yeah. with. Um, so it really, really depends. And I think they're waiting to see that before the issue at, at a date. Yeah, so, so it can advice- be certainly into October anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it does. There is a few weeks in it. So your advice for students, Neil, is to probably, I'd imagine, take the offer they have if they want to get go to college. You see, I suppose it's difficult with accommodation. Do they take the offer they're given on the CAO and then hold out hope? Yeah, you. I suppose when you're deciding about the offer and we're moving into maybe a different part of the conversation now, but when you're looking at trying to take up or looking at the, the place, it really depends on whether you'd be happy to, to take that place in the first instance anyway, Louise, because you have no guarantee of an appeal. 
you know, or an upgrade. Yeah. So you need to be happy that you would be content to take that offer in the first place. Um, so there's, I suppose that's where all the conversations next week tend to happen. And I suppose it's important to point out as well, Louise, that the minister has allowed for the fact that guidance counsellors need to be freed up to be able to work with the Leaving Cert Group of 2021, even though they're gone from school at this stage. Um, so, you know, for anybody that is listening that's really worried over the weekend, make contact with your guidance counsellor next week, um, you know, when the dust settles, before you start making the decisions, if you have any questions about it, uh, particularly when, when the offers come out on, on the 7th. Brilliant. And I think that that is such a valuable resource and so many students will be very, very grateful for that. Um, Neil, you, you are right. And we moved kind of onto the CAO offers there. Can you just talk to us a little bit about, I guess, the various rounds of CAO offers and uh, what students need to be keeping an eye out for in the coming weeks and days? So I suppose that the most important day will be next for, on related to CEO will be next um, next week on the 7th. So from two o'clock onwards, the CEO offers um, will be released. So the way that students can access them is obviously they, they'll get the offer by text and by email, but they can also log on to the CEO website, the My Application, through My Application, and they can view the offer there. Now, Students may get two offers, Louise. In fact, a lot of students do because you have two different uh, categories of courses. You have level eight courses and then you have a category of level seven and six. So there are lots of students around the country that will actually get an offer from both sides. Um, so you do then obviously have to choose one of them. And um, if you're happy with the, the choice and you have until the 13th. So this there is plenty of time. You have six days there to think about what you want to do. So if you're delighted with the offer you're after getting, you can simply accept it. If you're not um, that happy about it and you want to give it some thought, you have plenty of time to do that. And then there are also students that have already decided that they're going to defer a place. Um, and so in that instance, they need to be very careful because if students want to defer a college place, they don't accept it through CAO and they don't contact CEO, they have to make contact with the admissions office of the college that they have gotten the offer from, and they will guide them through then their deferral process. Uh, so that's a really important point because sometimes students rush in, accept the offer, and then decide they want to defer. So that's an important point um, just for students that have kind of already made the decision maybe that they're going to defer. Uh, that's what they need to do. So that's the first round. But the CEO, people don't realize, Louise, that the, the CEO rounds go on right up until mid-October. So you have round one, obviously, next week. You've round two coming out on the 20th of September. So students who don't get an offer in round one or maybe get their third or fourth um, option in, in round one may get an offer that's higher up on their preference in um, round two. That's possible. But again, there's no guarantee of it. And the process continues like that until all places are filled um, mid-October. So we do have students getting offers of places quite late in the, in the, the uh, setup. And then obviously you have the appeals um, side of things coming into play there as well. Yeah, okay. So it's it's a constant rollover. And I guess the the worry and the panic probably arises for the student who feels I haven't gotten my first choice, but there's a chance I could still get it. And it's that kind of time in between whether or not to take the gamble that your appeal will work out or to stick with a place you have been offered, you know, and I guess that's the nature of the CAO. Like 
what is the best thing to do in that scenario? Well, you need to think, I would say, give a lot of consideration to the offer that you have been been given. Because I suppose if your next, you know, if the next course you want or that the higher up one in your preference is maybe 60 points away, then the chances are it's going to be very difficult to bridge that gap in subsequent subsequent rounds. So I would say give the, the course that you are considering serious thought. And sometimes, Louise, people would say, oh, I'm not going to bother doing the level seven. Um, and they overlook it. Um, So I would say give real serious consideration, whether it's a level six or seven course or your level eight and really say, okay, would I like this course? You know, could I, you know, by the time I get into second year, would I enjoy what I'm doing in it? Because there isn't a guarantee if you don't accept the place, there isn't a guarantee that you're going to get um, a second round or a third round offer or that you're going to be upgraded. There's no guarantee of that at all. The other thing to say, Louise, is if somebody accepts, I often get asked that by students, if somebody accepts their first round offer um, and they get offered, you know, something else in a subsequent round, do they have the choice to stay with their first um, option? And they do. So they do have plenty of choices, but you need to kind of be careful about the time scale that you have. And you need to look at, you know, how you have done in in the exams, how far away from the points you are, and realize that if you let that first offer lapse, that you may not get another offer. But there are lots of other options outside of CEO that are well worth considering as well that can allow you to progress. And I suppose more particular, the most particular one for people that are interested in maybe going the degree route will be to look at post leaving cert courses because they are still accepting applications and they have fantastic progression routes when you complete your, your post-leaving cert course at level five, there are fantastic, there are hundreds of places and progression routes on into degree programs um, and higher certificate and diploma programs in the ITs and universities afterwards. So you kind of need to look at all the options, Louise. I think that's the key thing. And that can be difficult when a, a young person is very disappointed and upset and, and um, anxious about kind of where to go. Okay, interesting and important. And of course, it makes sense. Uh, Niamh, also for students perhaps who decided with all of the chaos that was their leaving search year not to apply for the CAO, because I know there were some students who decided against that, um, but perhaps they find themselves now in a situation where they would like to continue in education and to maybe use their points in the future because they've still been awarded a series of accredited grades. What options are there for those pupils? Well, the first one is that they can they can actually still apply for CEO and that I sh- maybe should have said that earlier as well for as an option for students that are disappoint- disappointed. So we have what's called the available places facility and that will open on the 8th of September. So that is for students that already have applied for CEO. But actually, if you haven't applied for CEO, you can still make an application for available places. So this is courses where they haven't filled, for example, or maybe came into the system very late. Um, So that opens up, so you can go on and there's a good selection of courses there. And really, I suppose the great thing about available places is that you're not going to be looking at points there. You're looking at meeting the minimum entry requirements, but you're not going to be looking at points because these are courses that, that there are lots of spaces available. So that's one opportunity through CEO if students still wanted to do that. But outside of that, I mentioned the post-leaving cert sector, which is fantastic for students who either want to go straight into the world of work or who want to progress on into higher education afterwards. We have thousands of examples in this country of students 
who didn't do fantastically in their uh, Leaving Cert because many students don't for lots of reasons. Um, and then they go into a post-Leaving Cert course and they absolutely flourish in the area. So it could be media, it could be computers, it could be business, whatever. And they really like what they're doing and they like the idea of progressing. And then they can use their points that they gain at the end of their QQI or FETAC level five course to progress on into level six, seven, eight, and all the way up to doing their PhD if they so wish. So that's a really fantastic option. Lots of post-leaving cert uh, colleges or colleges of further education, they're all uh, still accepting places. Some courses are filled, but lots of places available. So I would certainly get students to look at fetchcourses.ie, um, have a look on qualifax.ie and careersportal.ie, where you'll see lots of information about post-leaving cert courses. And even looking at your colleges of further education that are local, you know, wherever you're based, have a look at what college of further education is there and see what they have available, because it's a fantastic fantastic lineup of courses. There's really something for everybody in the, the post-leaving search sector. So that's one area. But outside of that, we have a huge um, number of apprenticeships. And I suppose the thing about apprenticeships traditionally, Louise, is that people really associate them with the craft apprenticeship. So, you know, mechanic, electrician, construction, etc., where there are huge shortages, by the way, at the moment. So lots of opportunities in, in those areas. But we also have um, a newer zone. In 2015, there was a revamp of the apprenticeship system. So we now have a number of apprenticeships in areas outside of that. So things like recruitment and supply chain management or supply chain and logistics. Uh, we have insurance, um, accounting technician, finance, ICT. So loads of examples where people, I suppose the benefit with the apprenticeships, Louise, is the people can earn um, yes. earn and learn you know it's brilliant so you're getting work-based experience but you're also being trained at the same time so there's a lot of changes happening in that sector and they're recruiting on an ongoing basis so my advice is have a look on apprenticeships.ie and you will get all the information that you need about those um, options we also have traineeships so like the apprenticeships they're work-based training but they tend to be a little bit shorter and they are in areas where there are still shortages so for those I would look up the Solace website or your local ETB because they will um, have a huge uh, range of traineeships on offer that are running some of them starting in September others starting later on in the year so lots of choices there um, as well and um, for students that are interested in higher education, Louise, the UCAS, the UK system is still um, taking applications from students through their clearing system. And that's actually open until the 19th of October. So if you do like the idea of maybe going abroad to, to do your, your degree, that is still an option. So you can go onto the UCAS uh, website and you'll see, you know, the, the range of things that they have available on, on clearing. And then the other options we have is direct training so if you look at things like the army the guards the ambulance services and um, the civil service they would be recruiting um people you know on an ongoing basis at different stages so that's another option for students who maybe don't want to go the route of doing their their degree straight from school Absolutely brilliant. And I mean, I think you've mentioned a multitude there and I would be surprised if people couldn't find something that suited them. And, you know, the, the options are fantastic. Just very quickly, Neil, before we wrap things up, I suppose for students maybe who 
may have financial worries. I know you mentioned some of the earn and learn options that you have there, but um, a lot of grants, the Susie grant is probably the one we're most familiar with. If a student hasn't applied for a grant like that at this point and maybe find themselves in a position where they have to travel to another city or county to study, is it too late to apply for any financial aid? Not at all. It's still You're still in plenty of time. Yes, there were deadlines, an early deadline, just to, to I, I suppose, give priority to students that applied early for the Susie. But you are perfectly entitled to apply for the SUSE grant now, whether you're going for a post-leaving cert option or you're going into higher education or even studying abroad, there are grant um, options. The other thing, thing to say, Louise, I suppose, is for students that would be in financial difficulty early in the college year, just to, to maybe link in with the support services in the colleges. Um, you know, they have a student assistant fund that is there to be able to maybe help students out if they need it. So I would encourage students to, to make um contact with the student service um, office in whatever college they're going to if they're in financial difficulty you know don't be trying to carry it on their own uh, that's really important um, yeah so that would be yeah that's fantastic and important to note so just very quickly before we wrap things up uh, I guess for all of the students tuning in who are delighted with their results I hope that's the majority I'm sure it is that are accepting CAO offers and looking forward to the next stage in their educational lives and heading off to university or third level or PLC or whatever course they decide to continue to do what is the kind of best re- resource or place that these pupils can go to find maybe supports or more information because we know it can be a daunting transition and probably the biggest one you make it's from your school life into your official independent adult life it's huge yeah so i suppose in terms of i suppose the next step i would always make contact with whatever institution that you are going to so whether that is a post leaving start college whether you're starting um an apprenticeship whether you're going into university or um, an it or whatever then making contact and i suppose getting an idea of what's ahead is important to me so i would kind of start that would be my starting point um to make contact but i think the other great resource um is people that have gone ahead of you. So I, I suppose I was say, saying to you a little bit earlier there that we have a situation this year that we have two cohorts of students that are starting college for the first time, really, because the second years are in the same boat as the first years um, heading away. So I, I think there's there's a lot to be said for, you know, people that have gone ahead. It's great to talk to somebody maybe that has gone the route that you have gone. So thinking about the people you know in your your circle of family, friends, network that have been to that particular college or have done that particular um, apprenticeship and having a chat with them beforehand is really, really good. Um, and I suppose the other thing is, you know, it's while it's a big transition, um, you're not alone because there are thousands of students doing the same thing. And I bet a lot of them, while there'll be excitement, plenty of butterflies around excitement, there will be a little bit of, you know, nerves around making change and leaving the friends that you've had for so long. Um, so I suppose that, so that's what I would encourage students. And I know you'll be covering this as you go on in your series, but that important thing of kind of working hard at, at making friends early in college, you know, so that you can settle in and get used to the routine and just finding your timetable, finding your way around um, and all that kind of thing will, will be important. I know that the colleges this year um, are running, you know, will be running orientation, registration and orientation. So a lot will be explained at that stage. And I would say as well, there is always somebody 
that is at the end of a phone or an email or that you can call to in an office when it comes to a third level or a, a post leaving search sector. There's always somebody there to help. So look at the services, the student services, the support services that are there because they're fantastic at easing that transition for students. There was just one other thing, uh, Louise, I wanted to mention about students in case that they have disappointed with their maths, if they haven't met a maths requirement in their results today, um, and they know already that, that they, they are not going to get into the course because they haven't met that maths requirement. Some of the colleges, not all of them, run what's called a second chance maths exam. So if they go on the CEO website um, and into the important date section, they'll see the list of colleges that are running those exams. And it's a second chance to get the grade that you need in order to get into college this year, uh, rather than having to wait and repeat, repeat your maths. So maybe students that are disappointed with maths could check that out. And those exams will be taking place from next week onwards in the various colleges. Brilliant, brilliant. So informative as always, Neve Dwyer from mycareerplan.ie and uh, we are just so grateful that you've taken the time to chat through all of that minefield of information because I know that many students will feel a little bit overwhelmed. We should mention as well that your website is available and I'm sure you're happy to help students. You're probably busier than ever but for students who would like to reach out, check out mycareerplan.ie Neve Dwyer, career specialist and career guidance counsellor. Thank you so much for joining us on episode one of Spins and All Skull. Thanks, Louise. You've been listening to episode one of Spins and All Skull with me, Louise. And it is important to mention at the end of this episode that for any students tuning in who feel like they're seeking advice, information or reassurance around this time now that they have their Leaving Cert results, you can check out the Leaving Cert helpline. It is a national helpline. It is a free phone exam helpline opened now and it will run right through until October. You can simply dial 1-800-265-165. It's hosted by the National Parents Council, the post-primary NPCPP and the helpline is there to support over 60,000 Leaving Cert students receiving their exam results and their CAO offers in the coming day. So do check it out. The free phone helpline is 1800 265 165. You've been listening to Spin Sonal Skull episode one. To listen back, check out the Go Loud app or follow Spin online. Spin Sonal Skull with Griffith College Limerick. Hit refresh with Griffith College at Griffith. Dot I. Spin Sunnel School.